a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Today we'll be talking about mental health, but from an angle that may be new to you. It's called mental health integration. So we thought who else to bring in but the Intermountain Healthcare Mental Health Integration Director, Dr. Brenda Reese Brennan. Dr. Brennan, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's an honor to be here today. So I kind of transitioned right from the topic of mental health integration to your uh, title And so if we were to step back for just a bit and try to understand what does that terminology correlate to, mental health integration? Well, that's a great place to begin. So integration uh, is actually a term used quite frequently at Intermountain Healthcare because we are an integrated delivery system. But the definition of integration actually means means to form and organize into a functioning whole. The definition of mental health means an actual state of physical and emotional performance, functioning in productive activities, fulfilling relationships, and the ability to cope and adapt to adversity. And who wouldn't want that in their life? Well, it's interesting as you're diagnosing or or defining that for me. I have always understood that if a mental health uh, disease or mental health issue is prevalent in your life, those things are interrupted. You may be seeing symptoms at your work, right. or you're not doing well, or your interpersonal right. relationships. And then that's how we step back and go, things aren't well. So we actually can. have combined a state of mental and physical functioning and an integration together. And mental health was, um, by the way, uh, that was defined by David Satcher, our Surgeon General, in 2009, the first mental health report ever done in the United States. That's just recent, eight years ago. Eight years ago. But in, um, did I say 2009? Mm-hmm. I actually meant 2000. Okay, so it's so been 1999. 17- so I apologize for that. But the reason I, I um, am saying 2000 is because that's when Intermountain started its mental health integration program. And so we decided that we would put mental health and integration together. And we did that for two reasons. Um, One was that the primary care physicians in our community who had just been newly uh, formed into Intermountain's medical group uh, were very excited about joining Intermountain and joining its integrated culture. And so they were in primary care, and they wanted to uh, work with Brent James and his team on quality improvement and improve the care process for their diabetes and asthma, which Intermountain was very well known for back then. But as these physicians began to work with Intermountain's leadership, they also challenged them and said, how else can you help us, though, with the real burden that we're seeing in primary care? And these families don't just come in with diabetes or hypertension. Uh, They also come in with depression, substance use, domestic violence. What are you going to do to help us with that burden? 
because patients and families come in with many, many, many issues. And, and again, that primary care physician, that role is the front line. Front line. Someone's coming right through. Front line. So Intermountain really had to, we really had to think about how would we redesign care for a patient and family that came to a clinic for their regular health visit and mental health was just normalized as part of that routine visit. So we began to think of a way of integrating that state of, you know, well-functioning from an emotional standpoint and physical well-functioning and integrate that together. And that was really the birth of mental health integration, building a infrastructure around the primary care physician, the patient, and the family to really normalize mental health as a routine part of care. So when you say normalize, it's interesting because I'm going to share some of the statistics that Intermountain Healthcare shared with me. One in five adults will experience or has experienced mental illness in a given year, 20%. So when I hear the term normalize, I'm thinking, this is something that is quite prevalent already, but you're saying normalize in that it is a routine and uh, an expected uh, responsibility of a primary care physician to be looking and asking for questions that might lead him or her to correctly diagnose whether there's a mental health problem with exactly. that patient. Okay. Exactly. So the patient or family's experience is I go in and see my physician for a sore throat or my diabetes checkup, and a normal part of the routine experience is they're going to ask me how I'm doing. And if I'm not feeling well, or I screen positive on a depression screen, or I'm having stress at home, or I'm having anxiety, or I already have an existing mental health issue that I just happened to bring up, that's all going to be smoothly dealt with as part of the system. It's not going to be something where you disrupt the health visit and say, oh boy, I better figure out what to do because I don't know what to do, which has typically been physician's experience, and I don't have any tools to tell you how bad is it, or I don't really have any treatment options to offer you other than to give you medications. And so part of the normal process we had to figure out is what is that infrastructure other than just medications to help patients and families manage mental health. And we actually found out that Intermountain had some wonderful people already working in the clinic that really do really great things to make families feel safe and not stigmatized. And so when a family comes in and they see the receptionist or the MA and a mental health issue comes up, those people are happy to see them. And they have a, they're part of the team. When they see the physician, the physician brings up, well, there's something more going on here. I think I need more information. Or I have a team right here in my office that I can consult with and figure out what's going on. Would you be interested in that? And so there's mental health experts at the clinic. There are nursing experts in chronic disease that manage depression and substance use and diabetes and hypertension. They're all chronic diseases. So every member of the team is actually more comfortable talking about mental health with the family, including the patient and the family. They are active members of the team. This is, to me, a a big change. Because if I could go back 20, 25 yeah. years, it made someone very uncomfortable to even open that door up and talk about that with, right. with a physician. And yet if that place, that right. point is the person who's trying to see how well you are. That's right. This is the natural door right. to open to say this is a conversation. So if you're having primary care physicians or PAs leading out with that, those questions, it makes it easier 
on our half right. as patients to have those conversations that normalizes it. This is a, a normal checkup to see how I'm doing in every area of my but life. But in order for it to become a routine way that we manage business now, mm-hmm. uh, it had to become something that had a good business plan with it. So the practice manager and the operations, they they organize the tools and the resources available so each member of the team can work up to the the scope of their license. So even at Intermountain in the very early years, we studied clinics that were within Intermountain's medical group, you know, wonderful organized clinics that had access to diabetes and and, um, hypertension and the care process models, but they hadn't really redesigned their care to, to act as a team. And we compared the patients' stories that were coming into those clinics to ones that had experienced the mental health integration uh, and had it be, had become that normal routine. And when patients went into basically the solo practice where the physician did their thing and their MA helped them, patients still felt still pretty left alone to figure it out on their own. So they went in for their visit and their physician refilled their meds and the, the topic of depression never came up. Likewise, those physicians felt burdened because there was really nowhere to send them, so they were forced to treat depression and mental health. Just at the end point, so at start that. and the end point But as then well. as we brought mental health experts in, as everybody started to do their part of mental health, which means mental health is everyone's business, and we organized the um, culture around it and provided tools, assessment tools, training tools, uh, people to help follow up, experts to talk to when you feel like you're over your head. When all that got organized and was really in a standard way, something that was delivered uh, on a routine basis, then patients felt like their doctors screened for it. They um, talked about the results. They listened and had a discussion about what are my options here. And not only did they get medications, but a team was activated. So there were other members of the team that were brought in to help. It was over their head. And they also had a follow-up plan. It was really a clear path. This is what's going on. Here's what's happening. Do you agree? Are you what, What's your preference? Do you feel like this is something you're ready to do, not ready to do, and then I want to see you back? It's interesting. I'm so glad that you're, you're sharing those details because it parallels. I'm going to share just a, a short sure. family experience. So a member of our family had been feeling low energy, had been feeling some sense of despondency, some anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the comp- topic was, why don't you go in for physical and, and let's just talk with your physician. So as he makes that step, my son calls me. It's my one of my older sons. And he says, it's interesting, Mom. The doctor just stepped out, but he gave me a worksheet. He wants me to sit and think about the type of uh, emotions I've had. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And I said, yeah, it's very cool. You're, you're there for a checkup. That's great. And indeed, you know, I said, so get back to work. Start looking at the, at the answers. And we hung up. And indeed, not only was he... Uh, the results of his test talked with him openly by that physician. But 30 days later, after prescribing something for him, he was invited to come back. There was an appointment made to come back and to talk about awesome. how much better he was feeling. This was just recently within the last six months or so. But talk about destigmatizing. Yes. Talk about making it easier. And even the assessment tool his, uh, that he took at that point brought him into a place where he was participating and evaluating himself. Yeah. 
Right. This is how and I that am he feeling. was given knowledge to understand what the symptoms meant, how bad were they, and what were the options. Mm-hmm. And to see that the mental health challenge in front of him was affecting him right. in different areas of his life, whether it be his sleep or his energy level, right. his thought processes. So the other thing that is novel about your description there, your your experience, as well as experience of hundreds, thousands of patients at Intermountain now, um, is that within these clinics that are organized and there's um, tools and team members that, that are more confident and comfortable about managing mental health, um, the physicians with their team provide 80% of the care. So rather than having a specialist right. move so, forward. So not everyone has to go to a psychiatrist. Not everyone has to go to a psychologist. That's really your choice. Of course, psychotherapy and um, medication are most effective together, but that's really based on the preference of the patient and how complex their situation is. And I'm glad you brought that up because there is a spectrum, isn't there? We're there learning is. more and more right. about that. That's right. That that mental health has its own spectrum on how serious it's affecting right. our elements of our life and, right. and the type of treatment we may right. be needing. So 80% of the mental health care is being provided by primary care by physicians. Primary care. And then the other 20% is provided by the experts that are there and the nurses and the whole team. So how does that affect health care costs? Oh, well, now that's a great question, and we're happy to be able to answer that because we just published um, last August in JAMA uh, the results of a 10-year retrospective analysis that we did of all these clinics that were performing both our medical home and our mental health integration at, at high rates of performance. And then we compared those clinics to um, clinics that were still providing traditional practice management, where the physician was was still somewhat on their own to manage the chronic diseases. And the impact that it had is that if you were a patient and you were exposed to this team-based care over the time period of the study, uh, and you had a a continuous relationship with Intermountain, so you stayed connected to the delivery system as well, and I think that's important because many patients come in and out. So they don't have same, the same they, office has the records and the ongoing. same delivery system. Mm-hmm. Remember, I started talking about Intermountain's integrated delivery system. So we're organized throughout entire system to provide a standard process by which patients touch our system. So if you were in that cohort of patients where you had a continuous relationship with Intermountain over those 10 years and for the years of the study, which was 2010 to 2013, you were exposed to this high level of team-based care. Um, you are not in the emergency room, you are not being hospitalized, your ambulatory sensitive measures, which is a national gold standard in the country for really managing um, health care quality well in primary care, so you don't wind up in the hospital for things you should not be there, were, in- were significantly better. The likelihood that you would receive a, a screen for depression like your your son did, and then our our system it activates the depression care process model where you have a conversation, you look how severe it is, you look at all the treatment options, and then treatment is started and followed up on by the by the uh, team. Your diabetes care, your your adherence as a patient to your diabetes, what we call in healthcare the bundle. It's really your foot exam. Your eye exam, you know, Mm -hmm. your your hemoglobin levels, all of those are within control and more compliant. And you're actually seeing your primary care physician less. You don't have to go to the doctor that much because you're doing better. And you have care managers and nurses that are outreaching and calling you at home and saying, hey, did you get the meds? Did they work? Do you have any questions? 
can come back in. You know, it's a, it's a matter of a very proactive engagement with the patients. So all of those things, the quality of your of your healthcare, the quality of us being able to have a process in place to screen you early and and identify you early. And then we were able to establish that from 2010 to 2013, well, what did it actually cost Intermountain to provide this great level of team-based care? And that meant um, really adding up the cost of staffing for labor for all those mental health folks, all the nurses, care manager folks, uh, the uh, health plan, our own health plan, actually incentivized the physicians to provide care management. So they had care management and quality incentive fees. All the researchers at Intermountain that had time, the administrator, we, we just looked at everything. And it cost us $22.19 per patient per year. And we saved 115 to our system. So when, that's you, pretty when you look mm-hmm. at, that's a staggering amount of cost savings, and they were payments back to the system, but a staggering amount of savings and a staggering amount of improved quality at the system. I was going to say, if we look at the scale and go, okay, right. we saved right. hundred and what did you say, approximately $112 right. a patient. So you wonder, okay, if costs went down, did care? But you're saying because of the integrated team approach That's and right. having other team members in touch with the patient, supporting that patient on his or her journey to right. regain, the healthcare improved as well. So and we call that a win-win. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. And what you're what you're seeing there is the ability to catch people what we call upstream. You're catching them before it becomes something that is so dramatically impairing in their lives that it actually winds up into the highest bucket and costing more. Money. So let's talk a bit about that. By the way, for those who've just joined us, this is Dr. Brenda Reese Brennan. She's the Intermountain Healthcare Mental Health Integration Director. We're talking about the mental health services that are integrated within Intermountain Healthcare with the goal to improve the quality of care of uh, of ourselves and the cost of medical uh, care within uh, the Intermountain uh, system. For just a bit, you talked about that. Let's talk about it from the patient perspective. You mm-hmm. said upstream. So most of us are unaware, unless you have a family member who's been on quite the journey of mental health, we're not aware of the spectrum or the idea that mental health, if addressed early, um, can be treated earlier, and therefore we can put into place a treatment plan that can help prevent the worsening. Sometimes we feel like if we just take a deep breath, work harder, absorb it, it's going to go away right? on its own. So we, we're still learning, just as you're saying that there's been a revolution in how we address mental health care right. and destigmatize it. We as individuals are still learning about mental health. We know what to do when there's a cut on the arm. We've got that, but we yeah. don't know what to do with mental health. How to identify it, when to go get help. So I, I think some of that is also due to our language. So when you say mental illness, thank you, you have an, an, an organized diagnosis that has been made and, and a treatment has started. But when you say mental health, the way I defined it earlier, you're really talking about a state of optimal functioning and fulfilling, the, you know, the fulfilling relationships, you know, your ability to really kind of get through life and the ups and downs and that type of thing. So I think it's important to, to understand that um, really being able to begin the conversation of overall health. And the probably the best example of that is someone who's suffering with diabetes. 
We know really, really well that 32% of those folks will have some depression in the course of that treatment. It's just a normal thing that's going to happen. It's a really hard condition to have. You have to begin to organize your blood sugars. You have to change your diet. You have so many things that could happen down the road. To you may you. be feeling swings of and, energy. And, and then from... what else is going on in your life? You know, how is your family doing? Um, what, where geographically do you live? What's the social context? You know, are you able to work? Do you have a job? Are you unemployed? Uh, is there a history in, in your family and in your life earlier that's going to make it even more complicated for you to manage a chronic disease? So there's so many contexts to it. But the minute you come in for a visit to check on your diabetes, and it's a routine part of just screening with, well, how's the stress in your life? And we're going to teach you about stress because chronic diseases make people stressful. Then that becomes part of having this normal conversation about we're going to, we're going to integrate the mind and the body with whatever you've presented us with today. And it opens up the conversation for the patient to share that maybe they're not sleeping and they're cranky and they've just lost their job. Or maybe they don't do that till it's down the road. Uh, but either way, when they're ready to talk about it, we're there. And oftentimes it's our nurses that are working with patients and they're doing the screening. And while they're working with them on their care plans and changing their diets, they're often the ones to say, you know what? You just said three things that are going on in your life right now. We're not going to talk about diabetes today. Let's talk about your stress. And you just screened positive on this physical health questionnaire for depression. Let's talk about that. And and I appreciate that. I, I don't want to call it a correction, but in some terms it is, as you were saying, using the term mental illness versus using the term mental health. Yeah. Understanding that on the spectrum of life, whether we have chronic conditions or chronic challenges in, in our life, to make sure that we all understand that as human beings, our mental health is vulnerable throughout our life. And so we want to be checking in on that. That's a good way to that. put it. It's vulnerable. And when we talk about mental health integration at Intermountain, we're also talking about substance use. You know, we're not just talking about depression and anxiety. We're talking about any mental health issue or any any chronic disease that could interfere with you having good physical and mental health. Um, so all of those conditions are treated as chronic conditions and part of, of the care that we need to be sensitive to. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of stigma for mental health. So learning how to become more comfortable talking to a patient who does have a diagnosed mental illness and what's both the mental health and physical health they need to achieve to manage that chronic disease in their life um, is really critical to help people become less stigmatizing and it's in their language. Because mental health can be so complex and can begin to change the way we see and view the world, it's an interesting disease. It's an interesting challenge if you get to the point where you've been diagnosed because sometimes your thoughts can tell you you're not going to get well. Talking right. about it isn't. And so when you talk about having a team mm -hmm. checking in and supporting that patient, that seems even, in my opinion, layman's opinion, even more vital as we're trying to re regain full mental health functioning, That's is right. making sure you have those of us in kind of stepping in until our thoughts are back to leading us to a place of being healthy. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, for those who have just joined us, this is, and thank you, Dr. Reese Brennan. She's a PhD with the Intermountain Healthcare. Her title is Mental Health Integration Director. I'd be remiss to let you go without indicating that, as you've talked about the changes Intermountain Healthcare has made with this integration approach, is that you are the 2017, or the hospital is, the healthcare system is the 2017 Hearst Health Prize has awarded that for its mental health integration program. Yes, so right that's up there, right. that's like the, the golden trophies. That's right. Well, that's we, are, we are very proud of that. And the reason we are is because it really honors our patients and our families and our caregivers that have spent so many years trying to sort through how do you do this. And so we've developed a really um, organized standard program uh, that has five critical components if you really want to transform your uh, primary care delivery system, that your uh, operations and business and providers and teams really have to go through to kind of uh, achieve those results. And um, we were one of three finalists with um, Stanford's uh, Maternal Collaborative and then the American Heart Association. And it was, they were, they had quite impressive um, programs as well. And the finalists um, were chosen because of the impact they would have on national health care and improving health care across the country, that if more programs like ours were adopted more widely, then more people would be reached. Well, and before I let you go, I know we have just a couple of minutes together, but why do you think as individuals, our patients, potential patients, why is it important for us to understand that mental health integration is is a, a service that can help us as a community? I think it would be great for patients and families to understand that this form of healthcare delivery exists so that they can go into their trusted doctor or the place that they go to, to do their wellness check or, or visits for themselves or their families and ask for it and know that they have access to really good tools, really good science and experts and that it's not something that they have to go to a separate place um, or be told that, sorry, we can't get to you in three months or six months, and you're going to have to wait for this down the line. The, the other thing that I think patients and families need to know is that they are critical members of the team, and they need to advocate for their whole health. And it's now okay in our country to walk in and say, you know, I have a mind and a body and they go together and I would like to be treated whole. I don't want to just be a diabetes diagnosis or a depression diagnosis. I am a whole person. I'm connected to this whole family or this whole social network that I live with. And these are the things that I need to improve my, my care and my functioning. I want to get back to work. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my friends, and I want to feel productive in life. How are you going to help me do that? What a great question. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that encouragement for us to see ourselves as a whole, mind and body together, deserving of health and deserving of care. Uh, Dr. Brenda Reese Brennan with the Intermountain Healthcare Mental Health Integration Director. If you want more information, the website is intermountainhealthcare.org. Again, intermountainhealthcare.org. Thank you for this insightful conversation and for joining us. It was a pleasure. On this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.